Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. It's going to be an interesting one because for the first time ever, we are taking or we watch Yakin Foon Hughes. Hello. Hi, Claudia. Oh, wow. What? It worked. It yeah. worked. Mm-hmm. Hey, Derek. What's going on, buddy? Where are you calling from? Derek, actually. Oh, Eric. Yeah, okay, Kristoff. Uh, you really <laughs> messed that one up. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? The home of the legendary Gringo. Whoa! town. Amazing! <laughs> Summer in Saskatoon. Everybody's going to get a gringo. Uh, St. Catharines, Ontario. Oh, St. Catharines. Catharines, Ontario. What's the slogan for St. Catharines? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got? Stuff. All right, here uh, we got, I believe, Ben. Okay. Oh, no. Hi, Dan. Mm-hmm. No, you said anybody could call. I saw the tweet and I uh, called. Mm-hmm. Ah, you got me, huh? They didn't have lasers. She's my wiggly wife. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Crushing some silver bullets. Perfect. It's July 2nd, 2018. Wow. Summer is over. Hey, before we get into everything, can we discuss something? (laughs) Isn't that what the whole point of this is? (laughs) Like I was watching that Gary Shandling doc, like you watched over the weekend, and Jerry and Gary were talking about how people don't just say things. They're just like, let me tell you something. Yeah. I've got something to say. I hate the... Can I talk to you for a sec? i got something I want to get off my chest. Let me ask you a question. Just ask it. Tell me what you think about this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's a commercial been running on TSN. Every time I see it. Is it the Wedges commercial? Nope. Still, That's that a great baby, commercial. That baby's still running. Natasha should have been paid 16 times what she got. It is a Toyota commercial in which a couple, there's no dialogue. They leave the house. They're not happy with one another. They're in the car. They're like giving each other like glances. Like, oh, oh I don't you're going to say guy. hand jobs. Go on. I don't like these. I don't know. So you can tell there's a rift between them. Hmm. And then they almost get into an accident, but they don't because their car protected them because it has the the stop thing. And then they hold hands and then drive on. Am I missing something? Oh, it's just, you know, you get caught up in your life, maybe you have an argument over something trivial, and then you realize that uh, you're fortunate because uh, Toyota's uh, stop-top technology... (laughs) Has prevented you from dying. And then you look at your partner and say, you know what? I don't hate this quite as much as I did when we left the house. But I have so many questions. What are they fighting about? Where are they going? Are they going to a funeral? He probably wanted a hand job. She wouldn't give him one. And then they had to go before the funeral. She, and- he, he was like, well, we're going to this funeral and we're going to be there for like three hours. Can I just get a quick, just a hand job? Just a quick handy, please. 
And the one problem with the just near, one handy with the near accident, if you watch when they proceed uh, to continue or they continue driving, the truck that was in front of them that slammed on their brakes, it was an isolated road. That guy was bomb. Like he was just slamming on his brakes in the middle of a road with nothing around. Well, maybe uh, maybe he was looking down at his phone. How about that? He was looking down at his phone, and then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, whoops, <laughs> here comes that hand job couple. So anyway, if anyone uh, knows what's going on, there, is it a continuation from another commercial? I don't know. It seems pretty self-explanatory. Like, I don't understand your confusion no, about but th- that at all. But they don't Christophe explain. Is dying but they don't explain why they're upset. I know the commercial he's talking about, and I hate that commercial because it's pretty stupid in the end. Because I think almost getting to an accident, you cause more of a fight than <laughs> right. Right, you'd start. If that was my wife. She would have killed me. What's yeah, your th- what, yeah. Christophe? What's your theory? What are they angry about? I think the hand job theory. <laughs> yeah, pretty good I think that's a solid theory. Whenever you bring out the hand job defense. It could be anything. The whole point is that they're arguing, and then they realize after narrowly avoiding death that maybe arguments are... Maybe that was his plan. Maybe he's like, yeah, it. Hey, Jim, can you take your uh, semi out on the road? <laughs> Just an aban- where I'm going to take the car down an abandoned road. I'm going to need you to hammer on the brakes right before you get to us. I want to scare the living Get out of my wife. <laughs> my wife. I'm surprised he didn't do the stop short. Stopping from short. Yeah, the uh, Frank Costanza move. Yeah. Boy, I gotta say, Take Two, starring Rachel Bilson, still going strong on CTV Thursdays at ten. It's a steam show in here. Holy crap! It's perfect. It's beautiful. It has been a steam show in the city of Toronto though this weekend. Yes. Yeah, so, mama. So much so they had to close the dome because if it was open during day games this past uh, I just, oh no, it's there. People would have died in there. My cousins from Saskatchewan came to visit, and they went to their first Jays game on Canada Day. What a perfect day to go. They were so excited about getting to the ballpark early so they could be one of 20,000 people to get their uh, their uh, free hat. And I said, well, you know, talking to Dan, mm-hmm. kind of think you guys better get there like five hours <laughs> ahead of time because it seems like they're having some issues getting people through the dome these days. And? But I think they got their hats. Okay. I think they got them. They loved it. They had a great time, even though I think the Jays lost that day 11-1 to 1 or something like that. Something like that. Uh, uh, the Blue Jays. Like the 150th running of the Queen's Plate went on Saturday. Uh, that was the first time I've ever attended it. Big it, deal for, among the CTV Bell Media types. A lot of CTV TSN types at this event. And you were there. And you were looking sharp in your suit. Did uh, Wait, your cousin made you that suit? No. So my cousin Eric, who is on, has been on our podcast, he has his store in the Sensplex um, in Ottawa. He has those wacky suits that you see all over the place. Don Cherry's worn them before. So I said, I'm going to the Queen's Plate. I need a suit. He said, I got one for you. So he sent it to me, got it to me, took it out of the box, threw it on, 139 bucks, boomsies. Wow. Dan is good looking. So... It was a $139 suit? Yeah. Where was this from? Tip Top Tailors? <laughs> International Clothiers? This crazy suit company. They Crazy suit company from Smith Falls, Ontario? Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. 100% yeah. 
polyester. Oh man! But two hundred percent awesome. That's what it says inside. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it looks great, but yeah, you must have been baking. How how many containers of gold bond did you go through that day? I used the spray and the powder. Oh God! I was coated. Oh God! So I was, didn't this smell is it all. Horrible. And um, my shirt, my uh, dress shirt, was just sopping wet. What a horrible experience. But the ladies all look beautiful. Uh, Natasha and Tessa, uh, they were all there. They all go together and they put on their fascinators. Or fascinators. Um, yeah, so we went there and I went with uh, Tessa uh, and her family. Tessa Bonhomme, who we work with. Yeah, I uh, just mentioned her. I literally just said Natasha and Tessa. Okay, I sorry, said I Natasha and Tessa. And then you said, yeah, we went with Tessa. <laughs> I was not paying attention for two seconds. Um, Jesus. So we used our my uh, trifecta system in which everyone throws in $10 and you all get five picks of three. So you, it's like playing the lottery. You just do all different combos. We won twice, won like 2200 bucks. So we paid uh, for the entire day of gambling. Straight to the rail. Uh, no, straight to Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts performed outside. Just outside, just outside the gate? Yep. They wouldn't let him in? He's a busker now? It was like a little beer area that they had uh, cordoned off. So, and like three, uh, They had him perform three hours after the race. And how long did he perform? About an hour, I guess. So he played that Where Have All the Good People Gone eight times? Closed with that. Okay. He made us wait to the very end. And what was the other one? Uh, the... Uh, where he's in the rowboat. That was the first song he ever had. That brother down. Yeah, the... that's it. That's that's it. Brother down. Everyone was into it. I mean, you know what? Good for him, man. He's still kicking ass. At the, uh, he probably hooked up with one of those ladies with the fascinators afterward. <laughs> those those hats look great. Uh, Natasha had one on. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier <laughs> as well. Okay, so should we just stop and? Let you take a break. No, I was finding this text from my uh, my cousin Eric. So we, he mentioned before that he had put in a Mike Hoffman T-shirt order. It arrived yes. the day he got traded. Yes, that was very funny. And Carlson ones too. Guess what else arrived? John Tavares. John Tavares <laughs> Islanders. Yeah, nice. So um, he sent to me. JT signs with Toronto. The city's going nuts. That's another T-shirt order down the drain. <laughs> he sent me a picture. He said, "My tea order is the kiss of death." He said, guess who's next? Forget Trade Center, Eric's T-shirt order. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he, and he just ordered Craig Anderson shirts, so he's like, yeah. No, he's gone. Yeah. And he's gone. I'm actually surprised he's not gone already. Someone should definitely scoop that guy up. All these teams desperate for tending. Who's desperate for goaltending? Oh, yes. The, the New, New York, York Islanders. Islanders. So scoop him up, Lou. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, what a day. What a fascinating day on Sunday, you know? I, I really believed, to be perfectly honest, as I pop my piece, that, um, I don't know, I guess I just thought Tavares just seemed like the kind of guy who probably in the end would really strongly consider Toronto and then go back to New York. I just kind of thought that. I don't know why I thought that. Just seemed like a super loyal guy. Seemed like he liked it there. And I also thought that the addition of Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello albeit kind of at the last minute, you know, would have made him think, all right, this team's finally going the right direction, so I'm going to stick around. But 
you know what? You saw the picture of him in his uh, with his Toronto Maple Leafs uh, bed sheets with his Star Wars clock over the bed, and uh, you realized, hey man, uh, finally the Leafs they got one. And the sales pitch. I know he doesn't have much of an ego, at least he doesn't appear to, but the sales pitch would have been to his ego saying, you do know you will be a god. You yeah. will, and if you bring a cup there, you you uh, are worried or not, you're concerned about your legacy and your uh, how you're going to be seen as uh, alongside the all-time greats. You bring a cup to Toronto, boom, solidified. Yeah, yeah exactly. And... They had to have mentioned his endorsement deals. Like he's going to make another oh, ten million off of those. He'll make a killing in in Canada off of that. It, he just booked himself a trip to the Hall of Fame because you play in Toronto and you're that player. You're going to the Hall of Fame. So forget cups. He's going to the Hall. Should we just induct him next year along with Marty Broder and, uh, Gary <laughs> and Marty St. Louis and Gary? Oh, Gary, why? 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 Yeah, it makes no sense. Why Why put him in now? He's going to get in. We all know that. No matter how much you hate him, you know he's going to get in. It's fine. Fine. Again, put him in there. Who cares? But why now? I just don't get it. I would love to have sat down. I guess John Davidson, a bunch of our uh, TSN hockey guys were at the Hall, Hall of Fame dinner last week. Um and John Davidson, I guess, was at a table with a bunch of them telling stories, hanging out. Because he's, I believe, the head of the, the committee now, the selection committee. Could be wrong. So if, if I'm wrong, feel free to tweet me and correct me. But I think John Davidson is the president of the Columbus Blue Jackets, the head of the committee. I would love to ask him, why do you feel the need to induct Gary Bettman right now? Are you worried about his health? Like, <laughs> are you worried like he's not going to be as good of a speaker in five years or something? No, health doesn't matter because Pat Quinn... They could have inducted him when yeah. his, his health was failing. They did not. They did it after he passed. Yeah. Which yeah, never it's made just any baffling sense. to me yeah. that they did that. I just, just so. So, um, getting back to the Trade Center, we were going to have one of our many hockey insiders on the podcast to talk about it, but mm-hmm. uh, the second that show <laughs> ended, yep. Bye bye. <laughs> I mean, literally, we should point out that James Duffy, our good friend, uh, he's at. Cabot links right now already with Bob Weeks. I have no idea who he's there with, but he's there. And he texted me just before the show and said, I will come on. I just finished my round. I'll come on. But I, you know, he's probably 12 beers deep. We don't want to <laughs> do that to him. But yeah, you're right. Like we texted everybody we know, got a lot of, uh, lot of silence. <laughs> A lot of non-responses. Some responded. Uh, Dregs got back to me right away. Said, got company coming in. I'm way behind. Can't do it. And also, I will be 12 beers deep. Jeff O'Neill called me. Uh, He said, sorry, can't do it. Start a vacation. Uh, Yeah. Be having some cocktails. We're making all the insiders seem like alcoholics. (laughs) It's not not really true. But, I mean, hey, they're they're off. I mean, they're done. Um, July 1st. Once July 1st rolls around, free agent frenzy day, it's over. Sent a direct message to Tyler Bozak. Nothing. Nothing back. <laughs> that was kind of random. Went through my uh, my trainer, who knows John Tavares. I said, hey, tell Johnny five minutes on the podcast. We'll have a fun combo because he doesn't have to talk serious stuff. Just uh, uh, shoot the and He's like, okay, sent the message. That was four hours ago. So that didn't and then... Um, that didn't work. Because 
uh, I am represented by CAA. I reached out to Paprisson, and he said, we'd be happy to do it. How about tomorrow? I said, that's not good. <laughs> uh, reached out to Mike Commodore, who broke the James Neal news on Twitter on really Sunday cool. night. That was really cool that he did that. And I love now he's, he's cried wolf a few too many times on other stuff, so yes. nobody knows what to believe. I would just report the stuff he knows for sure. But then, so that's what I'd like to get him on here. Because around the trade deadline, Toolsy, he was sending out stuff, right, that was kind of crazy, but didn't come to fruition. And then other things did. And obviously this James Neal thing did with Calgary. I'd love to know, like, when you sent that other stuff out, did you have enough information that you thought that like, that was genuinely going to happen, or were you just with us? Yeah. Well, we Mike can't. Commodore could be an insider. He said, sorry, man, can't do it tonight. I have a family outing. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> wrong. Well, I'm sure he likes his family. Good people. Uh, so reached out to Lindsay Hamilton. She was going to come in, but she's got a show to host. Yeah. So what I was going to, I spent right before he came in, I wrote down the lyrics to, uh, well, can we, can we play the song? I was going to have her, uh, sing stuff. <laughs> Summer in Saskatoon. Everybody's going to get a gringo. Everybody's getting Everybody's going to the southern lake. There's a lot going on there. Everybody's hanging out at the Midtown Plaza. There's about 40 jewelry stores. <laughs> I was going to get her to sing that. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot happening. I was going to get her to sing that. I wrote down the lyrics. She has, by all accounts, a spectacular singing voice. Well, she uh, belted out a little tune when we were shooting some Mission Impossible stuff. What is that, what is that stuff coming out, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. God, that's <laughs> going to be great. We did some crazy stunts. That's right. We had uh, Tessa on. We had uh, Hamilton on. We had uh, Nabil yeah. on. Natasha. Gino. Uh, Dutchie. Oh, Kara Wagland. Wags. Wags. It's weird for us because Wags is hosting... Uh, her like 5 p.m. Sports Center show. Uh, when we left for LA, she was writing scripts for us. So I'm trying to think who's writing scripts for us now. We'll be hosting in five years. We never go in that newsroom, so we'll never know. Yeah, and I don't want to go in there. Um, one more uh, return to the John Tavares stuff. Oh yes, yes. How many yes, people yes, over yes, the weekend? Yes. Did the old? You must know. Where's he going? To you. At the Queen's Plate, literally 250 people. Nobody comes up to me. They're all afraid of me. <laughs> no, people just come up to me and say, hey, good to have you back. Or, but they, hey, they, are you back? Not the John Tavares yeah. question? Like, I was Never got inundated. And I was just like... Never got it once. Nobody cares downtown. I, I got no clue. They're I said all it's uh, Long Island or Toronto. <laughs> it's pretty exciting for Toronto. I realize this... For the rest of the country, this is this is borderline excruciating. Yeah, because, because not because the team's going to be good. I genuinely think that even non-Leaf fans really enjoy uh, how this team plays. You can't not like the way the young guys play. It's it's awesome. But there's already enough Leaf coverage. We we get it. We yeah. know we're not dumb. We get it. 
And this is just going to make it worse. And when these people asked me the question about John Tavares, the look in their eyes, mm-hmm. if you've ever had a child ask you, are we getting a puppy? That sheer oh, joy. I hope my kid never asked me that. That joy, that optimism, that's what these people looked at me like. They just, they just wanted to hear me say yes. I'll tell her all the dogs in the world are dead. Everyone. Okay, so we have another song. Um, I'm going to no, hand you this so you can watch the video while this is being played. Do you have okay. the Vancouver song? Cute all right, up, this stuff? is exciting. Is this is good? If this is anything like the Sa- Summer in Saskatoon song, we're in for a real treat here. Okay, so this song was sent to me by Kevin Cuthrow. Summer in Saskatoon. Oh, uh, why do, that name sounds familiar. I think he's been a long time yeah, okay. viewer and follower. Okay, yeah, here we go. There is. How much longer? Let's go one more. I don't know. There's two minutes of this. They keep going back to the to the mountain. So it's a woman in like a fur coat, but she's not she's not lip syncing. She's just sort of smiling. Maybe I'm a little behind. I guess I'm a little behind on the video. So she's lip syncing. Okay, her voice isn't that bad, but my God. This was the theme theme song for the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. I wouldn't have minded that, actually. So there's uh, that. So thanks for sending that. That, uh... Thanks, Kothra. Holy man. Yeah, that woman, uh, I'd love to interview her. Did oh, she speak- think that was going to be a big hit? She's sort of like, remember Luba? Mm-hmm. From the 80s, Luba? Mm-hmm. That's, she was like the West Coast Luba, that woman who sang that song. Speaking of singers, this is, this is uh, some earth-shattering news I'm about to drop upon you. We always play on our TV show, the Friday Night Football Tonight yes. Women. The background vocalists. Now that song, just the old Friday Night Football theme, it, it's not used anymore. No. But we use it because we have it. We think it's funny. and So, yeah. so it was recorded like 25 years ago. Wow. Time flies. We jokingly said to producer Tim, find those singers. We want to have them on our show. Yeah. He did nothing about that. Wow. 
That's I took it upon myself, started sending out emails. And you know how good I am with emails. Yeah, a lot of Ks. Okay. Finally found a music producer that produced the entire session, gave me the recording, the, uh, the session musicians all by name, the backup singers, the lead vocalists. So we have the names of the Friday Night Football singers. We are getting close. So my suggestion when you told me this was that we do, you know, TSN uh, has an amazing feature department. They do TSN originals. And, you know, they're 11 to 18 minute long features about the Icelandic football team, uh, Ross Rebliati's attempt to become a weed mogul, et cetera, et cetera. All really well produced. Why don't you produce and voice a feature about the ladies of Friday night, the women who recorded the Friday night football theme? People would want to know all about how that came together. I love it. It'd be like a behind, remember behind the music? It'd be like that. Then so, we can do the same with the Rec Laws and the uh, Thursday Night Football theme song. What nice uh, people they are, the They're Rec great. Laws. They really sang cool. O Canada at the Queen's Plate as well. If yeah. you haven't heard the Thursday Night Football theme song, it is, it's a massive hit. Oh, my stomach. Sorry about that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I, think no. I, was, I was about to burp and then I tried to stifle it. Someone want out? Go. Yeah, something wants out. <laughs> What I was going to say is, uh, can I get back to hockey very briefly? Did you see Larry Brooks, Brooksy, the New York Post, pretty well-connected hockey writer, mm-hmm. uh, what he reported today about Eric Carlson? I do not follow Larry Brooks. Please tell me. So Larry said that um, teams that are seriously interested in Eric Carlson and talking to the Sens have now been given permission by the Sens to talk to Carlson about a contract extension. Okay. This is pretty massive news. This I feel like this is we're getting to the finish line here with Carlson in Ottawa, uh, which is not great for people in Ottawa. But this is these are the facts we're dealing with. But what I was going to say is, according to Brooksy, as he's known, Carlson wants the same deal that Drew Doughty just signed over the weekend with the LA Kings, and so Drew Doughty just signed an eight-year, eighty-eight million dollar deal with the Kings, eleven million a year. So he wants that deal, which makes sense, right? They're about the same. Play. I think that's perfect for both of them, personally. So here's my question for you. Why would Carlson have an agent? Why wouldn't he just go to those teams and say, yeah, see Dowdy's deal? I want that exact same deal. And I'll get a lawyer to make sure that everything's on the up and up. I'll pay a lawyer by the hour, you know, for two days, two full days. I'll pay him, you know, 30 grand or something. But rather than paying him 10% mm-hmm. of the whole contract, which, by the way, is almost $10 million, I'll pay you know a lawyer thirty grand for a couple of days' work. What do you think? Here's the problem Carlson might be running into, in my mind. He revealed too much about his injury and about the surgery and all that, and that's going to be in the back of every team's mind, so he might not get as much. It's possible. They might be saying, like, hey, that uh, you got a bum ankle. It's true, but what kind of no trade does he have? Right? Like, does he have to waive a no trade to be, to be dealt? Or could he just wait till next year and sign on July 1st? Which he could do, right? He will not play for the Sens this year. No chance. I'm just saying, he doesn't have to... If, if he's getting low-balled, he could be like, all right, fine, I'll just play here. I'll, you know, I'll be incredible. 
I'm I am curious to see how how he looks this year because you're right about the ankle that that was too much TMI. He came back too fast, mm-hmm. too much information. Told us that his ankle is now a robot ankle. Yep. I wouldn't mind a defenseman with a robot ankle. Yeah, indestructible. I think that might be a good thing. But I don't know. That's just me. Got something in my tooth. Okay. Oh, the podcast has come to a screeching halt. Sorry, I had a little ter- Is it called Teriyaki Experience? Tooth Center. Yeah, over at Scarborough Town? Yeah. No, no, at the uh, over by the Mr. Sub. Oh, what is that mall called? We have a mini mall across from us. Mall land. Across from Bell Media Studios North. That was the joke I told at the town hall last week. I said, uh, welcome to Bell Media Studios North, or as we who work here call it, the building across from Mr. Sub on McCown. (laughs) There's a Bible shop over there? Yes. It's called uh, Faith. It's like a chain, right? Here's the thing about that store. We went away from... Oh, my golly, Jesus. It opened before we left for L.A. It's still open. Still there, man. People have faith. But a Curves curves Fitness shut down. Yeah. Curves couldn't cut it. You know who I saw walking uh, on Ossington as I was driving up here, Tulsi? Saw a couple of uh, Mormon dudes on their mission, going door-to-door, spreading the word of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I wondered... And why, why could I spot them? Well, you can just spot uh, Mormon men, be, you know, when they're on the mission because they wear all wear the same thing. It's the white shirt, black tie, right. and then black they have suit. the uh, they have the uh, name tag, right? So, but I'm like, when the Mormons decided to go with the name tag, and that's what was the logic there? They wanted to all look the same, but they wanted people to know they were coming. It's like it's like uh, Tim Hortons or FedEx or. Well, you don't They're want. Like, we got to have a uniform. Yeah, you don't want a guy in like flip flops and a tank top going to your the doors. Every day I got a couple of guys like that coming to my door asking for money. I live in a bad neighborhood. Flip-flop guys. I love when someone comes to the door and they show you the ID that you're like, okay, you just made this yourself. And what's it proving? That your name is on a something that's laminated. So I said this to you last week. Last week, a couple of guys came to my door at 6.30 p.m. I get a lot, downtown, I get a lot of guys come to the door asking for charity stuff. And they're like, we're registered charity. Right away, they're like, we're registered charity. I'm like, great. I'm like, why are you here at 6.30? Seems like. I don't mean to be too old-fashioned. No, I think you're, you're good till 7. So, but what I'm saying is, shouldn't you go after 7? Shouldn't you go before? Like, between 6 and 7, isn't that the universal meal time for families? Nah, mine's 5.30. Okay, 5.30. So say five and seven. Like, why are you there between five? Why are you interrupting someone's meal? I I, that just I, blew, I say no. Blew my mind. I was just like, you know what, fellas, come later. And they're like, should we come back? I'm like, actually, no. I say no, knocky knocky after seven p.m. No. But what? But you want people to interrupt your meal? Mm, no one comes to my door, so it doesn't matter to me. No, that's true. <laughs> you're out. In, you're out in the sticks. Yeah. No one. No one makes their way out there. Hey, is the liquor store still open? Good question. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been there in a while. Well, you haven't gone to you haven't gone to check it out? No. I'll go check that out tomorrow. <laughs> but it's gone soon. Very soon. Oh, we did come up with something. Um in our group at the Queen's Plate. Who's in this group? Um bunch of people from Oakville. One of the guys' names was Dan. Rod McLean? We got into chatting and I told him how my neighbor across the street was named Dan. My 
neighbor three doors down. His name's Dan. I met. I have a buddy named Dan. This is, guy's name's Dan. This has been Dan Doc. So we decided we are going to have a Dan Fest. That could in be Orno. Your, that could be your your music festival. And he only artists named Dan. Dan had a nap during the race, an hour long nap. So he wants a nap zone at Dan Fest. Actually, all music festivals should have a nap zone. And it would be like a daycare where it's just mats <laughs> on the ground under a tent. Yeah. Maybe an air conditioned tent. And then we just need to book Steely Dan to play. There's only one guy left from that band. So you just call one guy. <laughs> and you get him. Uh, Dan Manigan? Is he? He's around. Oh, Dan Bijar, the guy who's in Destroyer. Bands that. Who, who's Dan Fogarty? Dan Fogelberg? <laughs> yeah, Fogelberg, right? Dan Fogelberg? I don't know. Well, it's John Fogarty. John. <laughs> and Dan Fogelberg. Yeah, but we could get Fogelberg. Dan Hill? Uh, how about, like, can we look up artists, musicians named Dan? <laughs> so we decided. Um, all Dans get in for free. All women get in for free, but non-Dans, $50. Holy man, that seems like a lot. Not Daniel, too much? Daniel Craig? Dan Aykroyd. Okay, we need Dan Aykroyd there. Dan Marino. <laughs> That'd be great if we just parade out all these Dans. Daniel Day-Lewis. He's retired from acting, so we can get him. Uh, Dan Tana? Daniel Tosh. He would be good. He could perform. Yeah. Dan Rather. <laughs> yes. Thunder Dan Marley. Oh, our buddy, Daniel Alfredson. He could show up. Hey, I'm Alfie. Okay. What else are you going to do? Nothing. Okay. Um, do we have any other Dans working? Oh, Daniel Craig. James Bond. Uh, he might be a tough get. How about... Doesn't seem to be a very jolly gentleman. I'm trying to think. Maybe I like Thunder Dan Marley. Oh, Dan Quayle, the 44th <laughs> VP of the United States. Any oh. bands? How about Dan Savage? He's an American sex columnist. Uh, can't think of any other Dan's. My summers are like yeah. I'm you got at you're, you're locked in every weekend. I already missed the uh, the Phantom. The Phantom was only in town for like two weeks. You were Jones and. This potted potter, so it's all the Harry Potter books in ninety minutes. They sum it up. It's a comedy. So I love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. That's I would actually go see that at that the CAA good. theater. Where the hell's that? Uh, like Canadian, the Automotive Association. Yes. <laughs> really? Someone did send me a funny tweet because John Lou is hanging outside the CAA offices. Someone <laughs> sent me a tweet. He's like, "Why is he hanging out the Canadian <laughs> Automobile Association office?" Uh, John Louie's a funny guy. Well, this has been a dynamite podcast. Maybe one of our best. Yeah, so um, if you have any uh, suggestions for DanFest, please send them to us on uh, social any media. Any more suggestions, certainly for bands. We would appreciate that. Yes, and um, other things you'd like to see at DanFest aside from the nap zone. Uh, all right. <laughs> Christoph, thank you. Uh, thanks to Coors Light for sponsoring the Jay and Dan podcast. Uh, we're going to continue oh, to bring it to Coors Light. They kept us alive at the uh, the Queen's Plate. You, how many did you crush? Uh, five? They were Six. very difficult to get. Seven. I probably had four. He drinks at lunchtime. A buddy of mine was telling me today, before I let you go, that at Oshega, which is a huge music festival near Montreal or in Montreal, mm-hmm. 
that people walk around with just trays of beers in the crowd. Why? To sell, so you don't have to go through. A oh, line. I thought they like were you buy a tray of beer and you're sitting in the hot sun. No, like they go at, like it's like as if they're at a like at a Leaf game or something. You know, they just just buy beer from the guy walking around. That's so much better. You, you don't have to get in a line on those these really hot days. Those king cans or the uh, the tall bo- tall boys too big. You got to go to the little boys. Why? Because uh, the tall ones, you got to shotgun in order to have cold beer the whole way. Oh, yeah, that's a good good point. I never really thought about it. I still drink the tall boys. Cause I like to consume a lot more alcohol if I can. Yeah, people were coming back with draft beer that wasn't Coors Light, and they were sitting in the hot sun. We're like, that looks horrible. They're like, this beer is boiling. Yeah. I can't do draft beer anymore. It's over for me. I'm only doing cans and bottles. Of Coors Light. Of Rocky Mountain Cold. Silver bullets. It's brewed cold. Filtered cold. And packaged cold. Guess what? It's cold. Guess what, everybody? You'll touch it and freeze your fingertips. Hypothermia. (laughs) You'll get frostbite all over your lips. (laughs) But it'll go down nice down your throat. Coors Light. It's cold as that's a good slogan. You're welcome, Coors Light. I gotta say, Coors Light will probably be pretty happy that we came up with that. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for listening, and uh, talk to you next week. Bye bye. They're going home. is the Jay and Dan podcast presented by our good friends at Coors Light.